Hey guys, it's Sophia and Sydney, and you're listening to Brown and Bonita. You ready, girl? Yeah, girl. Let's get into it. We're so excited to have this guest. Today, we welcome Ms. Yashi Mabet from Oakland, California. She's the CEO and head baker of Yashi Bakes, a baking company based right here in the Bay. This episode is centered around self-care, reflection, and promoting yourself and believing in your business. With saying that, you can find our podcast on multiple streaming platforms, such as Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. We're so excited for today's episode, and today we have a special guest. We have Miss Yashi here. Hi. <laughs> and um, just to start off, can you just introduce yourself, just like who you are and like what you do? So my name is Yashi. My full name is Yashimabet, but my business is called Yashi Bakes. I've had my own baking business since I was 12. So in 2015, I established my baking business. Um, it really flourished because I was on the Kids Baking Championship on Food Network and I placed a runner up and I was able to be that representation of like a black girl from Oakland doing her thing. And a lot of people were really interested in what I was doing and my story. So from there, I got a lot of um, people wanted to interview me. They wanted to place orders and the business had been like in the background, but it hadn't been like, this is my business. Like I, I didn't have a storefront. I still don't have a storefront. But people were really, like, wanting to try the things that they saw me making on TV. Um, so when I was 12, that really, that started my business. But I started baking when I was six or seven. I've been in the kitchen, like, my whole life. My parents have had restaurants. My grandparents have been bakers and chefs. And it kind of runs in the family. It's a way of, like, nourishment and taking care of our, our, ourselves and each other. So that's like a little bit about myself and my business. Um, my goal with my business is really to inspire youth to have their own, not just to have their own business, but to trust that whatever they're passionate about, they can make a living from. Because whenever I was younger, you know, parent, people will always ask you, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it always rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, why, why is everybody always telling us to like wait to do all these things when we're older like what what about right now so when I look through my old schoolwork I find so much homework assignments where I'm saying like I want to be a baker I want to have my own business I want to do this and that and just a lot of social justice is always incorporated into that like my business is really a lot less about the sweets than it is about like the integrity behind my brand and how I want that story to just transform people's views about food and the world because I think this year is really a good time for Black people in general to just be like, just shine your magic. Like people have a different level of awareness this year where I've really been able to see like, wow, like the month of June was the most successful month to date. Like I had orders coming in every day. I would wake up and I'd have orders and I would be like, wow, like people really are supporting me because they care about my story and what I'm doing. And I just think that's really powerful. It's good to encourage youth to just be their own, be their own inspiration in that way of like, oh, you want to do this? Well, you can do it. That's so beautiful. Oh my God. Wow. That was a Thank great you. answer. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
you said everything you. just perfectly. Like you worded everything great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I've been thinking about how I want to change my introduction. You know, every time it comes to me a little bit differently, but mm-hmm. I feel like this is a good time for me to have like a whole new introduction. Period, girl. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, not only like just you, like we're only a few years older than you, but still like you're pushing us to be better at what we're doing in our own creative outlet. And you have like... I mean, you've done so much within like your lifetime and we're so excited to delve more into that and your own journey and self growth and reflection and all that. But you have so much going for you and I'm so excited to see what hold like whatever your future holds for you. Cause I know whatever it is, it's going to be successful. It's going to be full of so many opportunities. I'm so excited to see what happens. Thank you. Me too. Mm-hmm. Likewise, I just, I love seeing you all just flourish on, on social media. I see different things you're featured in and it's just great to have that reflection of like, wow, amazing things that women are doing around me and just how, you know, we inspire each other and it's important to have that reflection. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like, I think it's so bomb to be seeing like just other women around me. Like it doesn't even just have to be like, friends but peers and like people I see like on social media like building their business and built like just starting whatever they believe in and starting stuff they love and doing it is like it's so amazing and yeah like I feel like just like what you were saying during quarantine like I mean I feel Sid and I have been the most productive we have been like with the podcast we've wanted to you know not only like have more guests but challenge ourselves with like the own topics and questions and I don't know, suggestions and all that that we can with, um, I don't know, growing the podcast and doing more episodes and all that, but kind of going like more into quarantine, like um, how's quarantine been for you? And like, what have you been doing to stay productive? Are they like anything you've been doing like new, like aside from baking? Cause I know that takes up a lot of your time, but like, have you like gotten into like any new hobbies or shows or movies or books, anything like that? I would say that, I'm going to be that person. Quarantine has been a challenge. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it. Mm -hmm. I can have a very optimistic like energy around it because I, I mean, I'm a cancer, so I feel like I'm already really much, really a homebody. So for Mm -hmm. me, being at the home is not like the most difficult part about it, Mm -hmm. but I found that the main challenge now that it's like further in is the social dynamic. It's like really yearning to have sisterhood in my life because that's been something I've just been challenged with throughout the years in general. It feels like, mm-hmm. just feels like it's not consistent, you know? So mm-hmm. I, tr- I trust that the right people are aligning. And like, for example, this photo shoot, I'm just like, oh my goodness, look at all these people who want to show up for me. Like, these are my sisters. It's important that I make a routine for myself because, um, nothing around us is certain. So I have to be like, okay, this is what I can do to regulate my energy. I can wake up at this time, work out, um, drink some tea, plan my day, just whatever it is. And I feel like it's just important to know what works for you because everyone has their own different, you know, routine. Some people, they don't need to write in a planner ever. I used to really hate writing in a planner, but Mm -hmm. I have one that it's not, it doesn't have dates. You just write them as you go. So it helps me. I don't feel like I'm wasting pages or anything and mm-hmm. it's good to visualize you know what I see myself doing for the day I really like doing my daily gratitude journal every day I think that's essential I feel like gratitude gratitude is just essential especially this year if that's like that's just a collective lesson that I'd like to say everybody can just hold and learn from 
Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been a lot of loss this year. And I think with that comes a great importance to honor our ancestors. And that statement can be very controversial because some people don't even have that relationship to know even what that means. Um, so for me, it's just been about, you know, making an altar. It was just Dia de los Muertos. We made a nice altar in the living room. Mm-hmm. Had to move some photos out of my room because, you know, that energy actually in my space was heavy. And just really doing what works, going with the flow. It's been important to know, like, some days are going to be good and some days are really going to be hard. And that's okay. But how do I cope with it? How much um, do I make excuses? What do I, what am I doing about that? Am I picking myself up the next day? Like, just really being like, okay, I'm in control of how I allow things to affect me. And quarantine has been a really good teacher for that. It's been like, okay, the outer worlds can be full of chaos and my inner world does not have to be a reflection of that. So what can I do to just remain with that inner peace? And that's been like really just really key for every day. What about you? I, w- I really want to know. Um, I mean, personally, like, I resonate, like, with a lot of the things you were saying. Um, I feel like um, so often of the time, like, I know Sid can relate to this because, like, we're both, like, very on top of the game. Like, we're always, like, doing school or, like, we're trying to spend time, like, with our friends or, like, our significant others or, you know, our families even like when we're home or working and we could get caught into like a routine and with COVID and like being home and like kind of being taken out of a space of like, okay, like we have to be like doing all this. Um, it, it definitely made me like sit back and be like, okay, like not everything is promised, not everything. Like we can't be planning. I mean, for a lot of things, like what I've been doing is like, I can't plan like three months down the line because we don't know what could happen. Like, and I feel like so often of the time, even when I was at school, like I would try and take like, even if it was like 10 minutes out of my day to kind of just sit, take myself back, you know, sit down and be like, okay, like it's okay to meditate. It's okay to breathe, just focus, you're okay. But that's what I've been doing most days because we're home, we want to be as safe as possible. Um, I haven't been like hanging out with anyone. I've been with my family and that's been a blessing within itself because anytime I'm at school, like I miss home so much and being in the Bay is such a blessing within itself, like living here. But um, yeah, like I think within the past, what has it been like eight months with COVID and quarantine, I feel like I've gone through a lot of um, self-growth and kind of just reflection within that and sitting with myself and being like, okay, like, these are some things I want to change or like, these are some things I want to work on. Like for me, like I deal with like a lot, Sydney experiences this too. Like she can definitely see me um, struggle with like my anxiety and like wanting to do things, but not really being able to like with the extent of like panic attacks or, you know, stress within like certain scenarios or situations and kind of just sitting with myself and being like, okay, like I love myself, but I don't want to keep myself within a bubble where I can't not do things. So trying to kind of work with myself and be like, okay, I love myself to my entirety. And that's the place I'm so happy I've gotten to. But there's some things I often want to change and work with and better in myself. So definitely, I feel like I've gone through a lot of growth during quarantine. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. So 
that's something I would definitely say I've I've done and just kind of sat with myself, which is nice. And yeah, what about you, Sid? Well, <laughs> for me, I guess kind of like going off what you both said as well, like I can relate to what you said. And I feel like definitely this quarantine has given me like a bunch of time that I feel like I didn't have before to really just like learn more about myself. Because, you know, as you like get older and as you keep going, you know, you keep growing and you're never, you know, you never stay exactly the same. But just, I guess, realizing that and reflecting on that a lot, um, especially because like kind of like what you guys said, like I started writing um, in a journal, like more about my feelings and like what kind of things I'm going through, because I feel like it's it's easier for me to express myself in that way. And I feel like doing something like that is just, it's just very important and like good for like self-growth. Yeah, definitely. That reminded me, there's been a couple of books that I've read where I've been like, okay, gotta share. So The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison, that's a book that I tried to read when I was younger. And I love Toni Morrison. Her writing is really just amazing. And I've learned that the best way for me to read it is like, I have to just sit down and read like half of the book because it was hard for me to follow it when I was younger Mm -hmm. but I read that book and I was just like wow it was just amazing because to read from read about um a different time period and to see the similarities to like right now is just always amazing to me um so that was great and I, I look forward to reading more of her books I've also been reading um The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle I think that's how you say his name And that's a really good book because it's really good to reflect on where you're at. It it tells it just like it is. So you can read it and you can just sit there and laugh and you'll be like, "Mm, yeah, I I know. I need to work on that. (laughs) So so that's really good. Um, But yeah, just meeting myself where I'm at and just seeing like, okay, you can can love where you're at and you can also still have plenty of places for growth. That's Mm -hmm. just a good place to be in. I think that's that's a powerful statement within itself, loving yourself, but also challenging yourself and being like, this is not where we're stopping growth. We're mm-hmm. continuing and we're bettering ourselves, period. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so going on to speak more about like your company and you kind of touched about this um, a little bit earlier, but do you want to say more about like what really inspired you? Like, are there any particular people or particular events that you want to, Um, go more into detail about? Yeah, so I would say what has really inspired me to bake has really been my family and my parents Mm -hmm. and my grandparents. And um, the more I learn about like my ancestors, especially my my grandmothers, I find that this is like one of the ways in which I can honor them because this is something that they've been doing. Um, So for me, in my baking, I always incorporate spices. I'm Ethiopian on my mother's side and Jamaican on my father's side with like a whole lot of other mixes up in there, a little bit of Panamanian and um, Scottish, Polish, just a whole different Mm -hmm. mix. But I think it's really important for me to use spices in my baking because it reflects my heritage and it gives somebody an experience they haven't had before. So people will sometimes eat something and they'll be like, what am I tasting in here? Like, is that, is that ginger? Is that this? And then I don't tell them, you know, everything, but it's just like, 
it's my secret touch in everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was younger, when I was seven, I had to have this surgery that caused me to have like an anti-inflammatory diet. So I went gluten-free, vegan, basically. And this was this was maybe like 2008, 2009. So the products on the market then were just really bad. Like nothing had vibes to it. It was just... It was really hard to like go to a birthday party and everyone's like eating pizza and cake and you're just like you can't even eat anything and like if they do have an alternative it's just not good so that inspired me i would go to the library and i'd be in the cookbook section and i'd bring home like a big stack of books and um every weekend i would like make breakfast for my siblings and i would learn how to bake different things so that i could enjoy them so now it's really about how i can make delicious products that can cater to a variety of an audience like vegan gluten-free just different things so people can enjoy some sweetness regardless of their dietary restrictions that's so cool i mean are are you still uh like vegetarian or vegan or yeah i I was born and raised i was born and raised vegetarian um Mm -hmm. i try to eat mostly vegan because it's just what makes me feel good Mm -hmm. and i've been working on perfecting all my vegan recipes because i really want to have a cafe when I'm older that's been like my goal for um a very long time so I would love to have a vegan cafe I don't want to call it a vegan cafe because Mm -hmm. people don't want to people think vegan stuff is always nasty so if you say it's vegan they're going to be like I don't even want that so the whole goal is to just like have it in disguise that's cool that's such a oh my god I, I, I mean I was vegetarian and um I was vegan for two years I was vegetarian for like a I think like eight years or nine years and I loved it I loved it so much um and when we moved to Hawaii um it was super hard just because um I mean on a college budget like everything's already expensive as it is but I think vegan options are or vegan vegetarian all those options were either you know not as tasty or um just way more expensive but like just like what you were saying like I think obviously like branding it vegan is like amazing for like Mm -hmm. vegans and all that but like I think a cafe just like as it is and not telling them is vegan and being like yo it's vegan it's good for you like that's that's so cool like I think I commend you so much for like eating vegan because I know how hard it could definitely be but it's so nourishing and you feel so good and girl you've got that vegan glow like you could tell you thank you glowing yeah (laughs) for those folks who are gonna listen to this and be like girl, you be posting stuff that I know is not vegan. Are you vegan? I'm not vegan. I'm vegetarian, but I eat mostly vegan. So like, mm-hmm. I, I, cause I bake, I taste things certain times or recipe mm-hmm. testing. My goal though is to ultimately be vegan and have my, my brand reflect that. So yeah. for those people out there who I know are going to be in the comments, I told you. <laughs> just gotta let them know, let them know. Yeah. Sue. <laughs> Um, so how important is it to you that there be representation in self-made businesses? This is essential. This is like so crucial. For mm-hmm. me, I feel like representation matters so much, not mm-hmm. just in businesses, but in everything. I mean, if you look at the media and you grow up and you're not represented in the media, the way that it affects your self-worth and your confidence and just how you move through the world is a lot more insecure than if you had been able to see people who look like you. So I would say in businesses, it's important because generational wealth is something that is attainable for black and brown people. And it's really important that we 
do what we can to encourage this and to, you know, support our our um, our communities and their businesses. And I would say this year that has just been amazing to witness how much support there has been. Which I don't want to give um I don't want to give people too much credit for waking up this year. I think that is a whole other conversation because mm -hmm. a lot of people have already been awake and been aware of the disparities, not just wealth, but you know, just in general, the disparities that we face as black and brown people. So I think that to see a business where it's like, this person is living their dream life. Like it's not just about the financial freedom. It's about like, they can go take that vacation with their family. They can go meet their family all across the world you know that's really important and you know my family doesn't most of my family doesn't live here mm -hmm. so I think that's huge like I love to travel I last year I was able to go to um I went to Brazil for a month it was amazing um so I just feel really passionate about the opportunities that come from being able to have your own business and to be successful and that is a lot more than just the money mm -hmm. That's so important. And I think that resonates like a lot with us because I mean, before Sydney and I like started the podcast, like we always knew we wanted to do something together because we're like so tight knit and like we always we always wanted to do something together. Um, but before like starting the podcast, I don't think we did like a lot of I mean, we didn't listen to a lot of podcasts, but we knew we wanted to start something like this where, you know, it's conversations, it's a safe space for us. It's like our own little baby and I think through also doing it like we also learn like success is not like like you were saying it's not always about money like money is amazing you feel me like that's that's cool that we can like you know do something and we were supported like through doing something that we love but it's also just you know like you were saying even before we started recording just like you listen to us and you know it gives you like a just like a safe space and you feel like you're talking to your friends like getting like messages like that I think that's what makes it so worth it or like mm -hmm. having messages like yo like I haven't seen like you know another brown person like doing this creative outlet or whatever like I think that's that's so important for us and like to us and like I know you could for sure feel us on this is like that's our like that's our drive for it like I think it's so important to have that too and where it starts but yeah yeah definitely totally in alignment with that mm -hmm. Since, you know, we've been talking and obviously you're someone who is very creative and very, you know, inspiring. What are your creative outlets aside from baking? Like, what do you just enjoy doing? I really enjoy writing. Writing has been like one of my favorite things since I was younger. In kindergarten, I was just like, I, I, I was writing all these stories. And so that's been a great expressive outlet. I love to draw. I love to paint. I love painting more than drawing, but... Those are some other creative outlets. Due to quarantine, do you feel like maybe your business has changed? Maybe like any like lack of creativity? Or do you feel like have things gotten harder, a little bit easier? I actually feel like things have gotten better in the sense that I feel like now is the perfect time for me to like try all the things that I've been waiting to do. You know, I really wanted to have a subscription box and I was like, I'm my own boss. If I want to do this, I'm going to do this. If you doubt me, that's a personal problem. And I did it and it was like amazing. Like there was a point in quarantine where I was shipping cupcakes, like people would frost them at home and um, 
I provided it was like a cupcake kit and people got one and it was really cute but it was too much work to package them and then um, some of the packages were not arriving on time so I've transitioned but it's just really been about going with the flow trying new ideas like I have merchandise coming out another thing I've been working on having um, so it's been a good opportunity to just trust myself and trust that the audience is like accepting of whatever it is that I'm gonna do so now going into like we have been touching on this like throughout the episode but like a really big topic that we think is really important is about you know self-love and we just want to get your take like for you like how do you incorporate self-love and growth into your life and what kind of steps do you feel like you've taken just to become more confident i would say it really starts with my intentions for the day um I think it's about waking up and just being in gratitude for another day to be alive, new opportunities, just to let go. It's really been about letting go of what doesn't serve me and uh, just about knowing that everything is really temporary, like everything can change. Taking care of myself in um, a lot of ways, nourishment, I love to cook as well, so I like to make food. Um, I like to take care of my hair, my skin. These are things that like make me feel good. And then it just is like reflecting how I feel on the inside because, okay, you know, there's nothing worse than like you're crying, right? And then you're like, why do I look like this? You know, you have that moment. You're like, okay, I'd rather like look good because then I, it really does help my mood. So I would say that's just been another, that's just another good practice. I really like skincare. I'd like to have a skincare company and a hair care company when I'm older. I, I would buy all your skincare products, girl. I would too, because I see your skin <laughs> on, on Instagram. You look so glowy. And I'm like, they're okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, what advice would you give to someone who is kind of like struggling with their confidence? Like, is there any like main things, like key points that you're like, okay, this you think would like help? I would say... As hard as it can be, try to think about where you want to be in relationship to where you are. Because I feel like I'm a very private person, and so there's a lot of things that I haven't shared with, like, my public audience, which has made it really hard. But um, I'm just a very, like, sensitive person, like, very empathetic. It's really hard for me to not be aware of energies around me. And so I would say what really helps me is be discerning about where I give my energy and um, just yeah I've had some hard experiences with that where I know that it's really important to put yourself first and um, look at look at the cycles like try to go back in time and really like look at these different patterns that you can experience because I think childhood trauma is something that people like talk about when they become adults and I think that if we can normalize talking about it when we're younger it can actually really help us because it doesn't have to be like the most extreme. It doesn't have to be violent. Like the perceptions around it can be very um, different than how it looks in day-to-day -day life. But I would say just being aware of like honoring your inner child, honoring things that you love to do when you were younger can really be a good practice because maybe just coloring in a coloring book, you know, they have those like fancy adult coloring books. It can just be a therapeutic practice. Just something that brings you back to a practice you used to really love doing can really be helpful. Honestly, Lori, you just said that's something that I even did myself. Like, not that long ago, I had bought my own, like, little coloring book. And I'm like, let me, like, reflect. Let me try to, like, you know, like, 
relaxed within myself because a lot of the time especially now like I feel like I tend to get really like anxious and like I overthink a lot so something like that like what you said I definitely think that's like that's something that's really helpful great I love that it's a good one the first time that you started experiencing insecurities you remember like I guess what that felt like this is a really deep question because I feel like when I look back at it it really started a lot earlier than I than I than I wish that it did. There's no ideal time, but I feel like um, I'm grateful for my parents. You know, they wanted us to go to good schools. I've gone to public school, private school, charter school. And um, for elementary school and second grade, I went to this private school. And I've always been very aware of just the ways in which people are treated, you know, that empathetic energy that I have is like okay this is not right like from a young age I could identify that so going to private schools which I I went to public I mean private elementary school at one point and I've gone to a couple private high schools I can confidently say that like my insecurities really stemmed from young white children and having this language of like very violent commentary like the things they would say it was just like whoa um just a lot of, I've never really hated my skin, but I would say that when I was in, um, a, in, when I was in schools where there was not that representation, it was hard to just be so accepting of how I am naturally. You know, I used to have locks, so people would, in school, they'd be like, ew, your hair looks like this, or your hair is ugly, or I bet you, how do you even wash your hair? And I think that it's so painful now because I know so many black girls and black women who have struggled so much with their natural hair and accepting their natural hair. And I think that it's such a insensitive thing to comment on in general, you know, being treated like a dog, you know, people coming up to me and like just touching my hair, like that's so weird. If you really think about that, like I never ever would do that to anybody. And so to feel like that was just normalized, that is just painful, but I would say that what has helped me is my, my parents. Like, they always told my sister and I, like, you have to have your natural hair. You can you have plenty of things you can do with your natural hair. You can braid it. You can twist it. You can do Afro puffs. You can do whatever you want, but they never, ever allowed us to um, process our hair in any way. So that has been powerful influence, and to just know that there's young girls who reach out to me and comment about how... I can give them that representation is really powerful. It just sucks that that kind of like behavior just is so almost like it just happens all the time. And Mm -hmm. it's definitely something that like just needs to change. It's good to not take it personal, which is really hard as a child. But I would say that's been like my saving grace is like, don't take it personal. It's a reflection of them, not you. That's a good way to look at it. It's a really great lesson. Like, Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So going a little bit more into like reflection and um, I don't know, like protecting your energy because from like this conversation, even like I could tell like you're very about uh, the energies around you, about, you know, taking care of your own energy. Um, How do you like incorporate self-reflection into your daily life and um, how important is it to you to keep like, you know, your space like guarded and, you know, clean and all that, like keeping your energy clean, keeping your I think that a spiritual maintenance practice is really important and I think that 
for me, it's about, I'm a very giving person and um, I also struggle sometimes at home with, you know, I don't have my own room. I don't have my own space unless I really set that boundaries of like, I really need my own space in this room right now, you know, and not making it, um, just making that be like prioritizing what my needs are. And I would say that I learned the importance of protecting my energy from plenty of experiences where I was not. And so I think that it's important to talk about, you know, the light and the darkness in that because sometimes you have to learn it the hard way, you know. You don't learn that the stove is hot unless you put your hand on there and you burn it and you're like, oh, let me wait to clean that or whatever. So I think that for me, it's just about, you know, it may be hard, but it's important to step into, you know, what is called like divine masculine is really not having to be a people pleaser, you know, trusting yourself to be like, okay, I don't want to do this. And so I think as women, it's important to know how to be discerning because this world does not want us to be. This world wants us to say yes and to please other people before prioritizing our own needs. So protecting my energy really looks like making the space that I need for myself unapologetically, whether it looks like I'm not going to be on social media, I'm not going to respond to that email, I'm going to cancel this order, whatever it is that I need to do for myself. And it's gotten a lot better this year because I just know that what what happens when I don't do that is really just detrimental. So I, it's important to me. That's super special. I think, girl, the way, like, I reflect also, like, kind of going back to, like, what you were saying, like, you reflect a lot and you do all that. I look back, like, even a year ago and, like, talking to you, a young, I mean, we're still young, too, but, like, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're 17, you're a baby, like, I'm so proud of you, like, to see the growth and the, I don't know, the conscientiousness that you have about, like, you know, taking care of yourself, not going into, like, a cycle of, like, like, something that could take you down a wrong path, anything like that, that's super special, and that's super beautiful, I know other people are going to, to really appreciate hearing you say that, and, you know, the space that we've conversation I think is super special thank you I really appreciate that mm-hmm. um, so to conclude this episode um, do you have anything you want to say like any any place that people can find you any projects you want to talk about before we um, close and wrap this episode up yes I would first off like to thank both of you so much for having me this is just great um, you both inspire me and this is just like long overdue so I'm grateful we make this we made this happen um about upcoming projects merchandise releases on November 20th but pre-order sales are available on November 15th so if you go to yashibakes.com y-a-h-s-h-i bakes.com you can sign up for um our newsletter and then you'll receive exclusive offers and discounts there's also this competition going on um, called The Greatest Baker, and the winner gets $10,000 and a feature in Bakewell Magazine. So if you go to greatestbaker.com, you can put a free vote in for me and allow me to win this money, which would allow me to have a kitchen space, which I really need for large orders. 
um, just to have a team of employees and just to help my business grow. So yeah, you can find out more information there and all my social media is at Yashi Bakes, Y-A-H-S-H-I Bakes. Well, thank you so much for coming on this episode. We are so happy to have you and we're so proud of you and you already know Sid and I are voting for you. We are and we're rooting for you and everything. We're so excited to see like what else like is in store for you and what's in the future and like just what's coming up. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to meeting both of you and um, yeah, I hope you take care and enjoy the rest of your day.